You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, a uh, big, big, big week, big in big a way, week. right? Yeah. Uh, still not covering news. Yeah. <laughs> Your boycott. I love the boycott Because news. seriously, it's like it never ends. Uh, at some point, someone will not get accused of anything, and then right. that will be news. I'm going to start... Every week, I'm going to list a few people who were not accused of anything. This right, week. right. <laughs> this week, I feel like there was actually now, something new. Now we're getting, though. now we're getting like, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Bartoli, uh, oh, yeah. on the Chew, yeah. and with the yeah. restaurants and everything. Now all of a sudden, he's not on the Chew. Right, and it wasn't even like you heard anything coming up to it. It was like <laughs> when you tune in tomorrow, <laughs> he will not be there. It was really weird. Right. Anyway, but no, I don't want to talk about all the accusing and crap. I mean, that's. It's not news, and it's not uh, interesting. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, and everybody's talking about that, so who cares? Um, the The news news, I guess, is yeah, the Golden Globes. That's that's right. the only thing uh, that'll take long enough. And but the movies, uh, we've got I Tanya and the Disaster Artist that we're going to be covering this week. Both of them, uh, I think, I Tanya was. Huh. Is still kind of limited, but uh, it has, yeah. but it came out this week. But it, it is, I think, in like a sort of limited release, and it's expanding this yeah. coming week. The Disaster Artist got its limited on, you know, I, I don't know, maybe two? like a week ago. Yeah, I was going to say I thought and, maybe two, and but not this long. this last weekend it kind of expanded into yeah. a bigger thing. Um, especially, uh, you can tell by the expansion it got that it expanded more than you might have originally right. thought because right. everyone's talking, talking about, about it. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the Golden Globes came out, the Golden Globe nominations came out, and it was a bizarrely surprising thing. When I was talking <laughs> about the Critics' Choice nominations, I was saying it's a weird year because as much as you just always know what the movies are, that's just the norm, right? Right. But this year seemed to like kick that up a notch. Like there were, <laughs> there there are like the eight movies that are basically going to get nominated for virtually everything. Right. And the the only differences are a couple of things where you might get a nomination uh, for like a best actress, best supporting actress, best supporting actor, where that role stood out and the movie is not necessarily getting nominated for everything but you know it's shape of water dunkirk right, right. the post they're they're the same movies lady bird are are taking everything right so this seemed like a year where like how could you have a lot of snubs right if right. everybody Everybody's knows already right. everyone's on board with with what's happening all of the uh nominations and awards and like critic circle lists and you know whatever afi top 10 whatever has already happened we're all pretty much on the same page nobody's mixing right stuff up (laughs) right you know normally you'll get that for uh when 
people people are coming out with their top ten list, it's like, well, we know what the top two are. Right, right. But hopefully there's a little bit of variation in the whole list, right? <laughs> We're getting close <laughs> but, to our lists. Oh, yeah. Um, I love but, it. But this year, it just seemed – I mean, I, I even talked about it. It's so weird. And then what happens is the Golden Globe nominations come out, and everyone's like, oh, all the snubs. It's insane, it, the amount of snubs. Yeah. And I'm like, how? Yeah. How do – you have if to you're work. Expe- right, right, right. And uh, this all, I think, ties into my general hatred – for the Hollywood <laughs> this is, foreign this press. Is, here we go. And uh, it's funny because I tried to look some stuff up and get some more information about them again because right. I was just going to, you know, say the same things again, except right. I was going to have the information like fresh in my mind. Yeah. When I first started bagging on <laughs> the Golden Globes and the Hollywood foreign press, uh, I, I went to their website, looked them up, looked at all the things, you know, looked at the rules for being a member, right? right. You have to live in LA. You have to write for uh, some foreign, mm-hmm. you know, some other country's something. Uh, <laughs> it, a strange percentage of the people in it were photographers only. Yeah. Did not write anything. They just went to red carpets and took, took pictures, That's right? That's what we do. Uh, and there were like 35 of them. This is like maybe four <laughs> years ago right. when I looked them up. There were like 35 of them. Now you go to the Hollywood Foreign Press uh, website. It says almost 90 members, mm-hmm. which is a weird thing to say. Right. <laughs> almost. Like we don't have a real count. And it won't tell you who they are. You can't go to the members <laughs> anymore. It, when I went like before, yeah. you go to the members, just like if you go to the Critics' Choice or whatever – uh, I mean, you can, it would be crazy, but you can figure out everyone who's in the Academy. It's not right. a secret, right? right? It's right. The, just that there's hundreds of them. Right. It's like a ton of people, right? Yeah. Um, uh, who vote for the Oscars. You can mm-hmm. figure out who has the option to vote for them. Uh, if you go to the Critics' Choice website, the Broadcast Film Critics Association, you can see who they are. I think everything else in the universe right. that has a movie award, you can figure out who it is that votes. I love that they were like, theirs. Yeah. They don't tell you who they are. Yeah. You go to like, click on the members link or whatever. Is this where you, you tell us? You can't get it. It in. still says, no. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It still says at the thing, well, I don't live in LA. It actually, oh, right. it actually now says you have right. to live in Southern California. So uh, I don't know if that still some, actually yeah. means you have to live in LA. Right. But <laughs> who knows? But uh, it still, it still lists the information uh, on their site and on trying to become a member and talking about the members. Huh. And it's, it says that they are journalists and photographers. Yeah. And unless they got rid of all the photographers or whatever. But uh, the chief thing, if you if you read their member information, yeah, they do not in any way, I think, give you the impression that they're movie critics. They, oh, it just doesn't – it doesn't come off at all. You're just like – No. They specifically huh. mention that they're photographers, that their members do okay. lots of interviews with – that's so stars weird. Stars right. and stuff like that. That huh. they they do the little sound bite interview things that you get, yeah. which you know are on the entertainment news shows yeah. that are in other countries and yeah. you know, and it's 
whatever. Anyway, what a weird thing. Anyway, I don't know. They're uh, they're not my favorite group. But yeah. uh, to talk about the snubs, I did want to go through and kind of compare and contrast uh, some of the you know the things that are different about their nominations, where they diverge. Right, a lot right. of them they're just the same because obviously there's a lot of overlap. Right, it's, right. it's yeah. got to be because right. this is that year. Yeah, where everything is the same. And the Golden Globes obviously have some differences in how they nominate uh, between the Critics' Choice and the Oscars and everything because they have that whole goofy comedy drama thing. Right. Right. So you're going to have a lot more, you're going to have more Best Picture nominations. Yeah. You're going to have more actors in general. Right. Uh, because you're going to have actors in a drama, actors in right. a comedy One or category musical, is you know, blah, blah, blah. blah right. More, yeah. But then at the same time, you lose a lot of screenplay because they only have best screenplay. Right. They don't have original versus adapted. adapted and, yeah. Right. As different things. They just, <laughs> they just have the one. So that's all you get, right? Right. And here's the other weird thing um, that nobody seems to be interested in talking about. And, and it's kind of, it was almost like on the sly because nobody came right out and say, said it. But when the Critics' Choice gave out their nominations this year, all of a sudden everything had six, right? There are, oh, there yeah, are right. six actors, six yeah, actresses, right. six supporting actors. They agreed, this is the I rule. think supporting yeah. actress, there's even seven. Or one of the categories, all of a sudden there's this seven. This is why I can't trust them. So what they have done apparently, uh, what we have done. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Remember your pronouns. Is... Uh, they have applied some kind of algorithm like the whole best picture thing <laughs> where so it could be up to whatever depending on how many yeah. yada yada, right? Uh, because obviously the best picture, there's a lot. Right. It, everybody has abandoned five right. at this point because um, I don't know. All the studios got together and paid everyone off right, yeah. to be able to say more things were nominated. Sure. Basically. Right. Yep. There are like at least four <laughs> movies every year that have zero chance of winning, but the studio gets to say it was nominated right. and it looks good and, on the ads and, and whatever. You know, right. right, exactly. Anyway, but they but the Critics' Choice have have expanded it, so it makes for a weird thing when you're comparing them. Yeah, <clears throat> because if you just lump all the Golden Globes together into one list of nominations. Uh, they're not they're not quite as far away because now we have now there's right. six right right <laughs> so the total number is is not so different um, but there were tons of snubs and I'm not really going to go into the TV side of things either except that I have to say uh, that the Golden Globes nominated uh, Will and Grace right at, for best comedy Your which favorite. is which is just absolutely donkey <laughs> <laughs> it's just the goofiest move I've ever heard of. Uh, but they did have, you know, good nominations that I agree with. But Veep absolutely snubbed, snubbed. and left out completely. Um, you know, not for best actress, not for show, whatever. Right. And, and that's just weird. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even know what to do with that because it's just odd. It just it it, it keeps winning. She keeps winning Emmys, uh, which is you know the TV right Oscars right whatever yeah. And and doesn't even get nominated, and she doesn't even get nominated. It's a little weird. Is it? I know the answer to this, but I'm just going to say it in case somebody out there might be wondering: Is it possible that 
they didn't nominate themselves because they're like, we're, we're winning every year. Let's give someone else a try. Like, I know that that seems altruistic in an environment where people are not generous like that. Like, but, they, like they didn't submit themselves? Like, yeah, is, no. is it possible? Not an oversight. Like, someone lost their job because they're like, you didn't check the box. But is it, you know, because I'm, I'm, I know that it's not. I know that somebody just was like, you know what? I'm no, sick of the, Veep right there, now. There's no way. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. And the one <laughs> thing that I that I do think, um, and, and also I just want to throw out The Big Sick is a movie that a lot of people have been talking about. Yeah. It got nominated uh, on the Critics' Choice, and it was completely left out, too. Mm. No screenplay, no yeah. uh, <laughs> no best film, anything. It, you know, anyway, it's, it's really weird. That suffers because it came out too early. It, it's really weird, but I wonder if the whole Veep thing, and I don't know how they do their nominations, yeah. and if they do them the same way uh, that Critics' Choice does, but I wonder, like, this is going to be a strange year, especially because we do know everything that's going to get nominated and it's so close and it's all the same movies. Right. But this could very easily be a year where you have enough people voting, uh, you know, saying obviously the post and enough people saying obviously Dunkirk that, that then a lady bird gets in and wins with like 28% of the vote. Right. (laughs) Because people are kind of, uh, split along certain lines, a bunch of people are going to vote for Shape of Water and think mm-hmm. everyone who doesn't think it's the best are crazy. Yep. And the same with The Post and the same with oh, Dunkirk. Yeah. Sure. And by the time you get done down to what has to win, you right. know, it's not like we have like a triple elimination vote or yeah. anything, yeah. right? No. You just vote and, hey, look, Lady Bird takes it. Who knows? Right. Um, but whatever wins, it's going to be something like that. No yeah. one's ever going to know the percentages, but I can guarantee you, it's close. Even if like, if the Post wins, if Dunkirk wins, no matter what it is, the winning movie is going to be the one that like twenty eight percent voted for <laughs> over twenty seven percent or what you know whatever right, it is. Right. But it's going to be some weird close number. Yeah, it's not going to be like ninety percent of no. the people all no voted for something. So <laughs> so it's a weird year, and maybe that happened to Veep. Maybe it's like maybe. You know, I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, uh, so just to go through real quick some of the differences in what happened, right? Um, as far as best picture goes, all I'm going to say is the the things that, like, for example, the Golden Globes has uh, that the Critics' Choice didn't have and what right. the Critics' Choice has that yeah. the Golden Globes didn't have. So um, for uh, the Golden Globes... Uh, so the Golden Globes, uh, where they uh, are in Best Picture, they nominated the Disaster Artist, which Critics' Choice didn't, and we will be talking about, uh, and The Greatest Showman got a nomination. Right. And it kind of, I can understand it too, because it kind of wiggled into their weird category, right? And yeah. not that it, I'm saying it's bad or anything, uh, but the Critics' Choice didn't nominate it. But since they have that comedy musical thing, right? it seems uh, really tricky yeah you know to uh but it also makes it a little weirder uh if you're talking about stuff like beauty and the beast right because Mm -hmm. the critics choice did not nominate beauty and the beast but they have the out right right (laughs) right right. yeah i always love it uh the it's always funny when it's like best sci-fi romance 
best, right. best well, comedy horror. Well, see, and you know, that's, I'm like, why, that's why me? I like the critics' choice have. Right. Like, you know, we're not saying it's the best picture, hopefully. Right. But maybe. Right. But there's an acknowledgement. Right. Right. And so, like, best sci-fi horror, which I still feel like you should, if you're going to do it, you should split those. Because that's hard. Yeah, that one's right. Hard. It, right. You know, it's weird. People think they're easy to go. Yeah. But if you're going to get uh, The Greatest Showman in, because we've got this musical thing, and it almost gets to the point where it's like, how goofy will we be if right. we have a category <laughs> right. that's best comedy or musical, and we can't find a musical, right. and there were some. Right. 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 Uh, but then you don't have Beauty and the Beast. It makes it seem a little weird. Right. Right. Anyway, right. Um, and the Critics' Choice uh, nominated The Florida Project and The Big Sick, which did not get Golden Globe nominations. Yeah. So I don't know. The Golden Globes are weird, like I said. But it, it, it is weird, and I, I just it blows me away that this is the year. Right. It's just it's so odd. Yeah. Anyway. Um, for best actress, you know, they have a lot more to work with. And basically what happened is on this side of things, we only have actresses that they nominated that did not get nominated by the critics choice because they nominated everyone that the critics choice nominated for something, but they also nominated Michelle Williams, uh, in all the money in the world, uh, Helen Mirren. Emma Stone and Judy Dench all got nominations that the Critics' Choice did not get them. So they completely took over the Critics' Choice, but then just added a bunch of more. So then we've got like Emma Stone, Battle of the Sexes, Mm -hmm. which I feel, you know, nothing against Emma Stone because I like her. I didn't see that. Did you see that? Yeah. Was it? Uh, I actually kind of vaguely wanted to see it, but not. It's okay, but by the time it was done. I, I was, ba- you know, there's, I didn't hate it. There's nothing wrong with it. I right, wasn't sitting right. there, you know, thinking to myself, this sucks the whole time. Uh, but I was still kind of wondering why just as much yeah. as before it started, <laughs> why I needed to see it. Right, right. And, and I kind of thought yeah. Steve Carell was playing a little bit more Steve Carell than he was really playing. Right. Bobby, <laughs> yeah, Bobby Riggs, yeah. Uh, anyway. But then, you know, Helen Mirren and Judy Dench are going to get nominated because they were in movies. But I feel like it's just, you know, it's just <laughs> right. filler, right? We're just, right. I don't know. We're making filler. Anyway, uh, for the for Best Actor, the Golden Globes uh, nominated Denzel Washington, Steve Carell, and Ansel Elgort right. for Baby Driver, right. and Hugh Jackman for The Greatest Showman over and above all of the Critics' Choice nominations. Right. Um, all of them, you know, like I said, they're just, it's just a bunch of people who can't win. Yeah. <laughs> I hope, except that once they split it up, I don't know, you never know what'll happen with their Right, like what you were saying earlier, you could win with like musical. 18%. Yeah, you never, knows, yeah you know? who knows. Um, and on the Critics' Choice side of it, the only thing, you know, missing is that the Critics' Choice nominated Jake Gyllenhaal for Stronger where he did not show up anywhere on the Golden Globes. Right. And then uh, there's really kind of some weird, I think, fun in animated. <laughs> At least, I don't you know, it's fun for me. Yeah. I don't know what that means for anyone else. But uh, so they're all they're all the same. They're all, you know, Coco. Um, right. The breadwinner is, is oh, a yeah. hugely popular 
uh, movie that got nominated by both, of course, and Loving Vincent, which is the completely painted animated movie yep. of, you know, Vincent Van Gogh. Right. Anyway, but where they differ is really weird, and I like where they differ in a crazy way, right? Because the Golden Globes nominated Boss Baby and Ferdinand, where the Critics' Choice didn't, right? Right, right. And the Critics' Choice nominated Despicable Me 3 and Lego Batman, where the Golden Globes did not right. nominate either of those. Now, Despicable Me 3 is kind of a throwaway for me. I would have rather seen some other... Uh, there were there were several smaller, you know, movies that that might have gotten nominated. Um, but Lego Batman, right, <laughs> right. How, how do you not nominate Lego Batman? How do you nominate Boss Baby over Lego Batman? I know. That's I know. Uh, anyway, criminal. That's a little weird. Uh, in the in the foreign films, uh, the only thing the Golden Globes did was nominate Loveless. That's the Russian entry, which I sort of agree with. Yeah, uh, that's a good movie. Uh, but the critics' choice. I mean, when it's foreign films, there's only so many. Unless there's unless somebody didn't nominate the square this year, then that would be weird, right? But beyond that, uh, when it's foreign films, there's so many, and mm. and a lot of them are good. That it's really hard to judge too harshly on something being a snub there. Yeah, unless it was a square, then that right. would be a, <laughs> then that a, that would be yeah. a crazy snub, right? But uh, the critics' choice nominated uh, Beats Per Minute and Thelma where the Golden Globes didn't. For supporting actor, and this is where things start to get ugly for me, uh-huh. frankly. They, they already did a little bit before, but uh, the Golden Globes nominated Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World, hmm. where the Critics' Choice didn't, right? And uh, the Critics' Choice nominated Patrick Stewart for Logan and Michael Stuhl- Stuhlberg for Call Me By Your Name, where the Golden Globes didn't. They both nominated... Army mm. Hammer for Call Me By Your Name. Right. Um, but these are the ones that, that differ. And this is where it, it starts to feel a little weird that all the money in the world is getting nominated. So <laughs> this, <laughs> this is a movie that mere weeks ago, and not very many of them, right? Yeah. Changed who the star of the movie was. Right. Right. And really has not screened. I right. mean, has not been right. around, right? Yep. Uh, so this is like apparently the members of the Hollywood Foreign Press got a screening of the movie like yesterday. Right. I mean, where and ran, two days yeah, ago, right. like when and, and and you know, like a car, right, came with it right. or something. Dro- yeah. Nobody's really been talking about this movie very much, right? Because you can't. Right. Because it was not only not done, it never came close to like a screening because it didn't have the person who was starring in it during all the filming. <laughs> right. Uh, was suddenly out of the movie. I don't even know when it's supposed to actually come out, but it's like late January, I think. That's what I thought. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's going to have like a Christmas Day show or whatever. I but. Know. You know, this is not something that was like at Junkets, that was at any, it uh, wasn't, you know, like at Toronto or a- any kind of film festivals anywhere because it couldn't have been. Right. Like the earliest anyone could have seen this movie is maybe a week ago. Right. I mean, I got to think. They had to shoot. Right. Even if they uh, replaced the star of the movie and shot nonstop, 
Right. And we're just, and, Good we're, luck trying and to fit then that. cut something together yeah. or whatever it is that's happening. I mean, it's, it's insane. It makes no sense. Anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> and you go on from, you go on from there. Maybe they delivered it in an envelope <laughs> with like a crisp Benjamin yeah. Franklin yeah, like, little side of it. I don't know. Or maybe they just, you know, gave them all the unedited, I, yeah, you know, who knows right. what They've happened. I don't, I don't know. Time. I don't know what happens. Yeah. Um, they just needed to see the box art. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I haven't seen the movie. Right. I vote for awards. Right. <laughs> no one gave me the movie. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyway, then you get to director and. Uh, really seriously snubbed, and one of the main things that everyone's talking about is Greta Gerwig did not right. uh, get nominated for uh, for best director for yeah. Lady Bird, and not only did she get nominated by the Critics' Choice, right, but she's won several awards. Yeah, already <laughs> she, she's gotten several right. uh, best director things. Yeah. over everybody, right? And yeah. Ridley Scott comes in with all the money in the world. How can you possibly know? That he did the best directing job, right? I, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I guess withhold actual judgment against the members of the Hollywood Foreign Press yeah. and assume that they did actually see the movie somehow, right? Um, yeah, it says Christmas. Yeah, so uh, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. know. They're all in L.A., so they all went over to somebody's house and watched it or something. <laughs> and right. there's, there's only almost ninety of them, so they could all sure. fit in one screening right. of the movie. Anyway, yeah. uh, and, and so that's that's the only difference as far as what they added that the Critics' Choice doesn't have. The Critics' Choice also nominated, you know, Greta Gerwig, obviously, uh, Luca Guadagno. I, Guadano, I'm not sure how mm-hmm. you pronounce his name. The director of Call Me By Your Name yeah. and Jordan Peele for Get Out, right. which I also think is a little silly because even if you like that movie, and uh, you shouldn't, right? But even if you like that movie, I don't know that it was fantastically directed. I mean, was it directed well? It, it was directed well enough. I maybe by now I'd Isn't have it? to see it again. <laughs> yeah. But I don't recall anything about that movie making me think that it was well directed. It's just, I I just feel like uh, so often best picture and best director just automatically go together. As long as you like a movie, you just start going, that was well directed. (laughs) You know, which is. It's funny how you can say the same thing. Which is so horrible. You can say, that was well directed, and you can technically say, that wasn't directed badly. They absolutely <laughs> right, right. intonate different things, right? You know, and and, and you know, I just think it's, I, yeah, I just man, think it's weird. Oh, it, it's gone on for decades and decades. Obviously, I mean, yeah. pretty much since there have been awards, right? But it's just such a weird thing. Like The Shape of Water, I didn't really like it, yeah. right? But man, was it well directed! Right. I, I I got nothing against uh, Guillermo del Toro getting nominated for best director. Yeah, it was really well directed. Right. I didn't like it. <laughs> and it's not, they're not you're interchangeable weird. things. You're strange, right? yeah. You're a strange man. Anyway, uh, well, I'll tell you this. Whether you like it or not, it was better directed than it was a good movie. <laughs> That's a hell of a compliment. No matter. You should send No that matter how much you, yeah. no matter how much you like it, even if you like it like eight or right. nine, or it was really well directed. It I would well not directed. even, 
I would not even hate it if he won. It would be perfectly fine if he won, and people were saying it's the best directed movie of the year. I'd be right. going, eh, yeah, I could mean, all I right. see that. Yeah, all right. If so, if it wins best picture, I'm gonna go. No, yeah, no, <laughs> you're wrong. <laughs> no, that's that's not it. <laughs> anyway, all right, we got to get to uh, movies, and that's gone on uh, too long already. And uh, I want to. So basically, s- w- the summation is: all these people are out of their mind. They're arguing about things that are ridiculous. They're overlooking things. They're underappreciating. And there's secret societies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We and should make a secret society <laughs> in northern New England. Right. We'll, we'll, have, we'll have our own secret society. Yeah, that'd be anyway, uh, okay, we got to get to the movies. And I, I want to start with uh, The Disaster Artist. Okay. Because the movie's freaking me out. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm sort of... The buzz or the movie? I'm sort of desperate to see what you think. The, the buzz about this movie and how yeah. much everyone likes it. Uh, James Franco's getting nominated... And you know, in a in a sense, I'm kind of okay with that. Except in another sense, I'm kind of not. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, but now it got nominated for best picture right. for the Golden Globes, and, and it's just it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think it's weird. Um, All right, let me get and, and what's what's weird about it is there's some way in which I feel like at this point. Uh, I have problems with the movie anyway, mm-hmm. okay? Um, I have some regular problems with the movie that I that I think I can justify, you know, if, if I give it like a low rating, right? But I think also I can fall back basically on my, you know, Freddie Got Fingered excuse. Which is... <laughs> uh, which which is for uh, people who aren't always around, r- right? So uh, my theory of rating movies: how well is it trying to? How well does it accomplish being what it's trying to be, mm-hmm. as opposed to some objective truth about goodness or whatever? Right? right? right. That's how I try to rate movies. Uh, but then I get my out, which is: do I agree that that's a legitimate thing to try to be? Right? Uh, which is See, this how? Is a weird which one. is how I can rate Freddie Got Fingered really bad. Right. Because for all I know, Freddie Got Fingered was a perfectly made movie. Right. I, don't, I don't know if it was or not. Right. You have no conflicting information that but, says right. otherwise. But it might have been actually perfect. Maybe it should deserve a 10 because they did exactly what they were trying to do. Right. Everyone was acting exactly perfectly. You know, right. whatever it right. is, right? <laughs> and uh, the story came through exactly the way they wanted it to. Right. Yeah, they were like, that's and what I wanted I, to say. And I just deny that that's a legitimate thing to, <laughs> to try to be, right? Yeah. Uh, there's, you know, there's there's somewhere, it's a, it's like the Human Centipede movie, right? I don't, <laughs> like, I, I don't care how good you make that movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Whatever. In order to talk about the disaster artist, we brought up the Human Centipede <laughs> that's and right. Freddie Got Fingered as establishing pieces of evidence. That, like, that's right. And and so here's my man. thing. I give the movie, since we should jump out with riot. the ratings and everything, yeah. right? I give the movie uh, three and a half. Yeah. Because mainly because there are, there are a lot of reasons. Like I said, there are other reasons that I don't like the movie. Um, there are more, I guess, normal reasons mm-hmm. that I don't like the movie. But the main reason, really, that I don't like the movie, and I don't get why it's getting all the buzz, right? Right, is that um, this is just a movie about making fun of a mentally ill person, right? <laughs> and and I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> and I get yeah it it's funny I think because the 
talk surrounding this, right, is uh, movies that are so bad they're good, and right. and the room, or movies that are so whole, bad they're funny, and, and all these uh, things, you know, yeah. people going to the room over and over for midnight movies and everything, right? And and here, my weird thing about movies that are so bad they're good is that generally movies that you think of as being so bad they're good mm-hmm. are not movies that are actually as serious as The Room is, right? Mm-hmm. He does not think that he's making an okay movie. Right. And it turns out that there are goofy things about it, right? Right, right. Um, like James Franco and uh, several other people involved in the, in the movie have been doing like interviews and throwing out other movies, right? Yeah. Uh, like Jim Cotta, right? <laughs> I haven't thought about Jim Cotton. Which is a perfect movie uh, that is so bad that it's good because it's it's dumb and it's awful and it's just like silly. But the people making that movie, you Mm -hmm. know, did not think they were making the next Citizen Kane. Right. Right. They thought they were making an okay movie and they were wrong and it's bad and they're goofy. Right. Right. But none of them are. Uh, nobody making that movie is deluded by some kind of like serious mental deficiency right that you know informs everything they do in their whole life right and yeah. and if you watch the room and you laugh at it right what you're laughing at and I'm okay with that because How are you okay because with that? the okay, room is this, horrible well, right okay. Because it's horrible, and I don't know how you could watch it without laughing. But when you're watching The Room, you're not getting the story of this guy like you're getting when you're watching The Disaster uh, Artist, right? I disagree <laughs> with that a little, but I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean, but I do disagree but with it, that. If you just watch The Room, you're just watching a movie that somebody made, and mm. it doesn't have a thing at the beginning that says, right. keep in mind a mentally ill right. patient right. in in treatment facility made this movie. Right. Right. <laughs> and, you know, it's like uh, there's there's just something odd. And, and plus, it you know, it's a little bit hidden in watching The Room. It's not like he has, you know, a physical problem that you can look right. at him right. and see that he's mentally ill right. or something like that. From the room, it kind of watching the room. I mean, it's been a really long time. Maybe it's <laughs> you asked me if I'd maybe, seen maybe it. I didn't realize I had until I started watching the disaster artist. Oh, I remember because yeah, yeah, yeah. now seeing them do scenes of the right, film, right. I went, Oh my god, I have seen this, right? It was ages ago. But it, when you're watching the room, and like I said, it's been a long time, it doesn't necessarily, I think, come through exactly who he is. Right. It kind of comes through that somebody who's really stupid made this movie. That they're inept people, and this. And is then what, you're yeah. like, "Look, I'm okay with making fun of stupid people, <laughs> but at some point, <laughs> right. you're not stupid. Right? Right. I mean, at some point, right. it's not stupidity anymore. It's like there is something wrong with him. I yeah. mean, there, there, he's got some kind of issue, right? Yeah. And the and when we really when you're watching the disaster artist, it's like you're just hitting that mm-hmm. so hard, and then going and look, it's funny. And I'm like, but wait a minute, right? And and it, I feel like there's a weird space that we're in where this came out, 
uh, where we're used to watching stuff or people are used to watching stuff like Teen Mom and right. Real Housewives <laughs> of Beverly Hills. Yeah. And it's like, you know what's funny is putting stupid people in front of a screen. Right. And those stupid people, that's right. a different thing. Right. Right. They are just really yeah. stupid people. Yeah. But and not only that, it for me anyway. When you're watching a show like that, it's not just that they're stupid; it's that they're so committed to it. Yeah, like they're, right. no, they're, yeah. they're, they're yeah. so they're so like <laughs> adamant about their stupidity, and yeah. they're so committed to it. And 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 this is just not that. This is just mm. a guy. This to me, watching the disaster artist was. I feel like I I have to take away a lot of any points that it might possibly get uh-huh. because ultimately what it's trying to be is a movie that's making fun of a mentally ill person. That's I, I you know it's funny <laughs> now, I disagree. Tell with me that. why you gave it ten. No, I t- <laughs> <laughs> I totally disagree with that, but I one hundred percent see why you'd see it that way. I think if you go into the film and you and you observe it. And you experience it by that measure, of course it deserves, you know, a three, three and a half. I didn't see it that way. Not because I was charmed by the funny and the humor and his weird uh, affectations and his weird character. But I didn't see it as like an exploitation, exploitative, you know, endeavor about like making fun of Tommy Wiseau. I thought it was more about... This is how we actually wound up making this really weird film that happens to be about this person. Like, I actually do see your way of looking at it. I didn't experience the film when I saw it that way. Though if I had seen it with you, maybe we would have, in the middle of it, just been like, Jesus, man, they're really ripping on this guy. You know, maybe that would have informed something different. I wound up giving it a seven because the film I saw, I thought, was an interesting and well-performed document about that that time, not that person. Like, I actually have a great amount of sympathy. Like that experience of going yeah, through I, it, it and everything. It's really strange. It's almost like when I say, um, you know, if I say something like, I really love, and I, I can't even think of, I mean, it's so easy to go with, like, the Kevin Spaceys, the Harvey Weinsteins, but so I'm not going to. If I really say, I really love Guns N' Roses... But I have to double down and defend what an absolute piece of trash Axl Rose is as a person back then. I'm in like some weird conflict. Like I've got a lot of things like how do you support something that inherently is made by people that aren't good? In this instance, I don't know enough about Tommy Wiseau except to know that he's strange. And there's a throwaway line in the film that discusses that he was in an accident. You know, that, right, that right. he is he is the way he is, presumably, not because he's he a had foreigner. some sort of a, some though, sort of accident. Though he certainly speaks, and he doesn't open up clearly about that. Right. He, just like he acknowledges else, it. Right. And there's a moment where he just pushes past it, you know, and nobody has the wherewithal or the foundation in his life at that point. Um, you know, Greg earlier in the film has this conversation with him, but kind of is still in awe and fear of him. So he doesn't push the issue right. that he he would have done later and and does in some fact do later right right um for me the film is really it's more like watching uh watching the performances which are supposed to be this is i mean in so many weird ways i one of the reasons i liked watching the film is because it made me start thinking about how how well do i grade a movie if the best acting in it is from seth rogan which is not to crap on seth rogan (laughs) right but Franco is so, as Wasau, he's so 
actually he's probably perfect, which is incredible, you know, as far as playing someone who is as affected as Tommy Wiseau is. His brother playing Greg is so wide-eyed and doe naive. And, and you know, it's I'll almost tell you, a caricature. Even but it fits. even that, even that was yeah. a weird thing for me watching the movie. And it it became like at a certain point, it really kind of you know pulled me out a little from the movie. And I feel like it's got. Like I feel like it's got to lose something just for that decision. Just that they are those two people. This because is, yeah. because it really kind of took me out of the movie because they're. The people are not actually brothers. Right. They don't look a lot alike. Right. They don't I, look like they're related. Yeah. And at some point, it really kind of pulled me out of the movie where I'm going, why are they doing this? Like, are yeah. they just trying to channel the stupid decisions that were made <laughs> in the room and make That's some of awesome. their own? I love that. I love that. I'm going to go with I'm that. Like, I'm like, what is happening here? It's even that, even that, that was weird. That weird form of nepotism actually... I don't wholly think that Greg was the wrong guy for that role, but I found myself often when they were in scenes together, and they're in a lot of scenes together, right. looking at them and going, man, they really are brothers. Like right, It's right. just, it's so obvious, despite the work they're putting in, it's it's almost kind of inescapable. And, and there are, like you said in the beginning, there are a bunch of things about the film that just, they don't work for me in, in spite of all the stuff that does work for me. And it's strange to see this as such a successful... I mean, whether or not this thing pulls down any awards, whether it gets a lot of nominations, that's almost irrelevant. The one thing above all else that this movie is going to do is... Wow, the studio's falling apart. Uh, the one thing that this is going to do above all else, I think you'll agree, is make people seek the room out to watch. You know, I don't know if it's still on YouTube or at one point there were pieces well, of it on I'm, YouTube. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will. And plus, like it plays. It still plays all the time. I know it still it's plays got like, like these, midnight. You can always go see stuff. like Plan Nine from I'm sure Outer you Space. Can get it on, you know, Netflix or rent it on Amazon. It's really weird for me when I finished it. I thought, how strange is it that this is this is really kind of almost one of a kind? Um, maybe Ed Wood in some way does it, but the focus is really off on other things. How strange is it to have? A movie that is almost universally understood to be very bad, if not the worst movie ever attempted right. for major release, to be then like documented in a way that, and again, this is where we, we bridge, you know, because I thought it was better than average and you thought it was below average. But how strange is it to have like a really good product covering a really horrible product and to do it so well that it's almost bad? Like, it's such a weird conundrum. <laughs> right. This is really an Ouroboros right. film. So like, it's, the whole thing is circling it, itself. It's like somebody tried to make a really awesome movie. Right. And it turned out to be the worst thing ever. 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 And somebody right. tried to make a bad movie. Right. Right. And it <laughs> because, accidentally backsteps Because into it's being, mean. <laughs> this is where we disagree. <laughs> right. And then yeah. it turns into a movie that See, everybody there's loves. Weird, there's a stuff, weird right? thing about this film that I think... That I mean, and again, this is almost like looking at, um, you know, it's like the shape of water. You you know, you can appreciate the direction, but you don't like the product. And I get that. Right. Here, I actually get the sense that, and and I've and actually once I finished it and I knew what I wanted to say about it, I heard a couple really good interviews with James Franco, who as an actor I have been almost always lukewarm about. I either like him or I hate him. 
therefore I'm in the middle of autumn. I'm kind of indifferent. Like I just right. don't know what I'm going to get. Whether it's spring breakers where I freaking hate him. Yeah, yeah. Or it's something else where I'm like, wow, he's really freaking good at this. I got the sense from the film before I heard any interview with Franco that he actually has a lot of affection for Tommy Wiseau. That he wasn't making fun of him. That he was actually trying to like honor him in a strange way. Not we can disagree and argue that he succeeds or he fails in that. Right. Because I, I know where you lie on that. <laughs> but it's interesting. Like I, I think it's just so weird to watch the film and to feel both amused is too generous, but to to feel kind of like amused. But right. also know in you know in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, what is Tommy Wasau really doing? Like is he is he mentally deranged? Is he, you know, supposed to be committed? Is he a foreigner who really doesn't have, you know, the speech patterns of things down? Because he doesn't just like do the strangest stuff. It's not like he's grasping at imaginary butterflies. Right. But in any moment, you feel like he could be reaching for some imaginary like butterflies. He, he might be. You know, I, I think. And, it's a very weird. And we're going to try and split up the time we have left. Yeah, so okay. uh, hopefully we're not going to uh, go too much longer. But I, I think here there's parts of the movie that I really like, yeah. um, which is why it's not zero. Uh, yeah, right. No, there's, <laughs> but uh, yeah. there's, there's stuff in it that's good. And I think that. I think that the acting more or less is pretty good all around. Yeah. And there's something about it that it becomes kind of interesting to watch. Right. Yeah. But right. Uh, I mean, here's my thing at the end of the day. Uh, do you think he's mentally ill? I do. I yeah. think he is uh, definitely got some mental disorder that, uh, you know, we're not addressing. Right. That he obviously right. does not, and he right. doesn't need to because he's got a ton of money. Right. Uh, but anyway, I think he is definitely mentally ill. And then the question is, is this movie trying to get me to laugh because he's mentally ill? Right. And the answer is yes. See, and then no. I'm out. <laughs> I think you, before If we there on. is stuff that he right. does in right. the movie because he's mentally ill and I'm supposed to think it's funny right. and laugh at it. Yeah. That, I agree with you. That's what happens. If that happens, and then, then I agree. And then I'm kind of out. Yeah. Even though some of it is really cool. And the problem yeah. for me is that the movie doesn't kind of leave him alone a little bit. Like, because if, and who knows, I don't, I haven't read the book. It's based on a book written by Greg. Greg and one other person, <laughs> and, yeah. and somebody. Yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, we've got the firsthand knowledge, right? And, right. And, uh, Nobody has sued him for writing the book. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. So, um, so he, you know, whatever it is that Tommy does while Greg is there, mm -hmm. the theory, you know, has to be that that's exactly what he did because right. the, guy the guy who was, was there, there with him right. wrote the book. Right? right. So I don't know exactly where that leaves off in the book and how things play out. But if we would have just left him alone a little bit more, which is an odd thing even to think Greg of. Greg or Tommy. Tommy. Tom, okay. Uh, which is an odd thing to think of in his in the story of him. Yeah. Right. But if if he was just weird, right? right? If there were like a level somewhere where he was just kind of Andy Kaufman. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Then then I'd go, that's a weird freaking dude. And yep. I'll laugh at him all day. Right. <laughs> yep. I totally <laughs> and, get and that. He, and he's okay with it. <laughs> yeah. But the movie kind of just keeps going sometimes when I don't know that it absolutely needs to because yeah. it goes kind of beyond 
what we exactly did to make the movie and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it goes into him, you know, clearly just not being there. Yeah. And we're supposed to think it's funny. And it's just, for me, it's just off-putting. And it's weird, too, because it also isn't about, like what you said, it isn't about the making of the movie, though that is the biggest part of the story. It's about Greg's, it's about Greg's interaction with Tommy when Tommy was making this it, movie. It is like it's really, it is about, really Greg. about Greg's yeah. life. It's supposed to be, even though Frank and, James Franco's per- and, performance overrides that in many places. But um, and, and ultimately about how, uh, you know, Tommy screwed him out of his life in a way. He did. And, and in <laughs> some way, of. just to, before we really jump, you know, one of the things that I did take away for in the film is every once in a while, <clears throat> especially in a film like this, whether it's outlandish or not, if it's just normal but outlandish circumstances, I still expect people to behave the way I would behave in a situation. And I don't care. I would have to ask Tommy more than once, like, where'd you get all this money? How come you can live in L.A. Right. without living here? Where do you, like, what's wrong with and, you? And, like, no, and, and nobody and does not, it. Not only Greg, who all, is the right. obvious <laughs> choice, but there's all these other people There's a around. weird insinuation that the film people, that, you know, they're so used to dealing with strange people. Yeah, and they're Tommy's just, just they're, a new guy. And they're, they're just like, like okay, whatever. Here's the new The Johnny check Depp, actually cashed. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I, I, it's strangely that I excuse them because they are supposed to just be seeing him at work and they're used to dealing with divas and, and you know, dipshits. But, but for Greg... Specifically, the closest it comes to is when he, uh, it was kind of neat to see all the weird cameos, not cameos, but all the weird uh, actors, like when he's with Alison Brie for a while, and she really facilitates this growth between him and them, uh, like that's when... That's when I don't believe the story at all, because she's right, say, and that's and that's the worst part say, What's because wrong with it's Tommy? apparently true. Right, right. <laughs> so like, anyway, yeah, I I actually strangely get why you would think that way about the film. It's the, just I didn't see it that way. There, there you know? was, and uh, we'll wrap up this like real quick. But there yeah. was a part, basically, a little bit after Allison Brie shows up. Yeah. Until she leaves, yeah. then I was really kind of more into it. Uh, yeah, th- th- that was like really a right. pretty solid part, and I think the one bad thing is it turned out to be kind of a trick because I thought it was gonna, right. I, I thought it was gonna do something different. I thought it was right? getting into that avenue and staying there instead of quickly like sidestepping. Yeah, it's I really weird. I thought that w- what was gonna happen as I'm watching the movie, and maybe this just makes some sort of mindset statement or whatever, but I thought because I don't know the actual story of the book and him yeah, or whatever, who knows? yeah, that. Like Greg was going to get out of it. I thought there was going to be a part where like Greg pulls the ripcord, right? And then we were just going to see, oh, yep. And then it got made, and yeah, right. <laughs> and then it showed up, and that almost happens in a way. It does, uh, Close. but not not really. It's interesting <laughs> right? to watch the end of the film just to see the side by sides of how they, you know, how they really encapsulate right, right. the room. I, and I, it's like I, it's scary. I think it's hilarious it's that they had to put that in. Be, because everyone watching the movie would go, well, it's not really that bad. I thought that was, the, <laughs> I thought that was single-handedly the most genius thing. They that, did. Was, that, it was, it that was, that was truly, really, it was really truly good. the most effective thing possible. Instead of doing something so easy as like watching the dailies and then really showing the room as the daily, right, like right. that would have been crafty and cute. This was absolutely the single best thing because then it validates everything you just sat through, right? And you're like, and Holy you crap, know, he's not, you he's know, not people, who, people who know nothing of the room, yeah. Are going to be going well, but it's not it exactly that like that. They're like they're overdoing yeah, it no. and everything, and then you see that it is <laughs> just exactly like that. the same what they did. Yeah. All right. Uh, anyway, so 
I don't know. Don't go see that movie or go see it. Or you, it's almost like it you have to see it. Now. You, it's like it's the room weird. itself. You it have like, to go I'm see just gonna it. Now. Say it's like the room. <laughs> you got to experience it. You have to see what happens. Anyway, uh, so on to I Tanya, and here's a movie. What a what a bizarre week in releasing movies, right? Because this is almost like the same movie. <laughs> I was going to say, this is, we haven't done it, a back-to-back weird it set is, of films. It like is, it, not only is it a weird movie, but it is, now, as as far as I know, and as far as I can figure out uh, from watching I, Tanya, and I don't know her whole life story, but as far as I know, she <laughs> does not, do. she does not have any actual mental illness. Right. No, she was just Tanya Harding was uh, just a bit of abuse. She has some issues. Yeah, she well, like just, she has yeah. some serious issues. Right. Right. Uh, but and maybe she's got her own version of post parent stress disorder or something because right. she had a terrible Nightmare childhood. Movie, right. Yeah, right. Um, but other than that, this is like the same movie. We're like making fun of people <laughs> <laughs> because they're really stupid. Let me guess what your rating and, is. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was weird. The one thing I'd have to throw out even before I give my rating is uh, everyone's talking about Allison Janney uh, for Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. And I love Allison Janney. I don't like stuff that she's in recently. I liked her in the West Wing. I don't like that show, Mom, uh, that she's in. Oh yeah, Mom. That, that is, I, yeah, that is, that is not is weird. That is not my thing. That's not my. I don't want to see her. Uh, and, and that's a weird. I one. didn't. I didn't love her in this. I think she was okay in this. I don't think she did anything bad in this at all. Right. But I don't know that she did anything that I watched this movie and said, "Boom, there's best supporting actress." I think people are so used to Allison Janney showing up and being kind or business professional and now seeing her well except for mom right (laughs) cursing smoking you know bad language in front of priests and things that's the shock it's really like and and margot margot robbie i thought was really good too um i think i think she really was really good in this i still am not completely sure i'm not completely sure that she did something that i thought when it was over hey man best actress uh, because she did get nominated for Best Actress for The Creek's Choice. Right. I think and the Golden Globes. Um, and I, you know, I'm just not sure. And here's the the weird thing for me about this is when there are nominations, obviously it's the same people all the time. Right. That's yeah. what happens, right? Right. But you know what also happens, and I think this is a weird thing for actresses, right? Um, because if you're an actress and you get really pissed off and scream at people, you're going to get nominated. Right. Like that's, that's the Julia Roberts. Like that's, that's, the, that's how right. it seems to work. Like where you would not, if you are not one of those people who gets nominated every year, right. Then all that like makes, that, like that gets nominated. That just makes me I think just of think how much you so loved weird. August Osage County. Cause all these actresses oh, yeah, were screaming at each other and you know, yeah, they yelled really and loud. Were, right. And, and I remember, Hey you, man, you know, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but she but she is really good. I think there are a lot of actresses who mm-hmm. were really good this year. I'm not sure that I, you know, would necessarily say that she's at the very top of the list for this performance. Man, but I hated this movie. she's crazy and yelled. Yeah. No, uh to give out our uh ratings, I gave this one a seven. See, I, I think and I now you're gonna give this years. one a three. <laughs> Look, uh, here's the thing. Okay, let me fix this because I had you lower than that. I had you at six, uh, which I, I thought kind of uh, I had kind of right. Um, I gave it an eight. 
And I gave it an eight by way of almost saying this is a 10. And here's why. <laughs> here's, here's why. Basically, an eight is a 10 for this film because... Uh, in it, a, in it, a way, I, I think I think I could agree with you. It can't go higher than what right. I thought because I enjoyed. It. I I mean I remember this happening right. in real life. Like oh, yeah, when we sure. were we were we weren't kids, but we were young guys. I remember the story. I remember it happening. I remember it playing out over the next couple of weeks. I remember Jeff Galuli being a punchline. Oh yeah. I remember when we would watch. You know, we would play and then uh, hockey or something, uh, and know, somebody bumped into you like, "Hey, man, you, what did you Galuli me for?" Like, right. I remember how it became that, a verb it, in the it way to- she addresses. It totally became a verb, like they say. And uh, what's also weird is that it went on even longer right. because it was right at that moment that yeah. they switched uh-huh. to the whole two-year, four-year, right. you know, deal. It, it, it is such a strange film to have enjoyed so much about the performances, the strange engagement that the story provided, the direction. Everything about it worked for me almost to the point where it couldn't have worked any better. So why didn't I give it a 10? For me, it was very simple. It didn't do anything new, and it didn't engage me in a way that the films that get nines and tens make me think of them. Like it didn't right, pull right. me into anything. It reminded me of everything and it amused the hell out of me Yeah, because of how, and, and I'm not saying before, before you get hate mail, cause we never put my email out, but before you get hate mail, I don't think domestic abuse is funny. I don't think parental abuse is funny. I don't think drug abuse is funny. I don't think assault. I don't think any of the things, the themes here are funny, but I'll be goddamned if they aren't funny in dealing with it. Like right, it's right. one degree away from being a Coen brothers film. Right. And the decisions that they made, the ability to break the fourth wall is so tricky and almost never done well, at least in comparison to how many times they attempt it. And in this movie, it's like the perfect solution to certain narratives because when they look at the camera and they're talking to us as the audience, like that's that's the way to go. Right. Um, and it, it does again, it just do a lot it of stuff done, funny. It couldn't do any more except I don't really think affect me emotionally. It, it would have to have a whole new theory. It, well, it, it would, would have, have to have, have a whole new uh, direction it that ha- it was trying to go. It has to have something for me that it can't possibly have because of the story it's telling. Like, if I think of back, if I think back to some films just off the top of my head, like Wreck It Ralph and Prisoners, and you know, on and on with these films that I gave tens, like it not only amused and en- engaged me, but it actually affected me. Like, it made me think of itself beyond the film and outside of the realm of the film it was telling me. I thought about those films. You know, in this case, years later. Well, and, this isn't, and they give of the performance. you something to think about they do. too. And this one does not really give you anything to think about, except for me, the things that are problems, the the, the things yeah. that I didn't like about it. And there are a couple things. For one, the movie said the movie just flat out says basically that what it's based on is interviews that happened way later, and they were okay? all conflicting. I love that and. And that's okay to a certain extent or whatever. And then it's also based on just the, you know, basic things that everyone knows just from like reading the news or, you know, whatever. Right. And the problem with that for me is that it's, it's like purposely presenting a skewed version of facts and uh-huh. doing it as though they're the facts, right? right? right and right. so what happens in the movie is uh, she says that she never knew anything about it, 
Which is what she's always said, she, right? Yeah, right? I mean, it's she not like it's not like that's new information, right? right? Right. But now that we're, you know, making a dramatization of the right. events themselves, right. Right? right? It's not only that she says that, it's what happened. Right. Because in the movie world, it it's actually true. Right. She right. <laughs> she did not <laughs> right. know anything. Yeah. Right. And so now suddenly it's true. And that's like a weird that's a weird, like, uh, Tanya Harding propaganda film now. <laughs> right? It's like, right. it's like we're, we're not only telling a story in a way, but we're, like, selling her story. Right. Like, we're, right. we're selling you her version of events. And then I'm like, what? Wait. And right. so it has – and it's not like that, you know, that takes over everything or something, but it's like this whole background version yeah. of what we're saying I, happened. Yeah. And once in a while, they'll kind of show you that there's some conflict about that, right? Right. And right. Sh- you'll be seeing something that happened when she was really little, and then we'll cut to Alice and Janie being her mom going, well, that didn't happen. Right. Or right. who cares if that happened? Right. And, you know, Galuli says, I never hit her. She hit me. Right. And yeah. right. her right. version of the story is he beat the crap out of me all the time. But there's nothing in there going, oh, she knew. Right. 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 Like, that's right. just what happened is that she didn't know. <laughs> yeah. And and that's just kind of weird, especially if you aren't going to do anything with it. If you're going to if you're going to make the story into something because of that statement you're making, right. Then maybe that's, maybe you could turn that into something, but it's, it's just a little weird that it's just saying stuff like that right. and not right. taking you anywhere with it or doing anything with right. it. And, right. And like you said, I think I give it a seven and I think probably if it would have had some stuff that was better, I didn't love the pacing of it for uh, certain parts of it, especially I would say like starting at about 20 minutes until you get to like 50 minutes, like that half hour was all a little weird for me. It was kind of like uh, we were in a real big hurry to talk really slow. One thing (laughs) I'll say this, I, it's funny just to like, I get that too. I, I loved the beginning of it and I liked it a little less every 20 or 30 minutes that it went on, but very little. Because I felt like one of the things it was going to make the mistake in doing was rush to the Nancy Kerrigan assault. Right, And right. it takes its time. Yeah. And in fact, it does it so much so that when they break the fourth wall and they're like, all right, let's talk about what you're really here for, the incident. Right. And and it's really like done with a comedic twist, though it's almost like you just have to look at these people who are kind of abhorrent in all their own separate, <laughs> right. you know, not major ways, but like minor ways. And you're like, what is wrong with all of you people? No wonder you all have the headaches that you made for right, yourselves. Right. She's constantly shifting blame and telling everybody else that, you know, that it's not my fault. I didn't get a good, I didn't get a fair shake. But yet still, no responsibility for your own actions until, like, you're really for, uh, faced and forced to do it. But I, I love the dichotomy of how everyone's story is the truth. And then there's, right. like, the middle ground. I think it would have been it's cool so, in this movie, like, they had... Uh, in the disaster artist, when they showed you the original film, yeah, if, if they would have cut right into the middle of the movie, like actually, I'll tell you, as much as uh, Alice and Janie's getting attention, right? Right. If Alice and Janie wasn't in this movie, right? I think it would it would have been very interesting to take all of her parts and just <laughs> show me the the real her 
in the interviews. Yeah. Um, that other guy that I can't, the one who thinks he's a spy. That you know, guy, it, Sean, is it, a riot. He, oh my he God. Is. He is so. He is, but seriously, like, because he's, so he's mentally ill. <laughs> no. Oh, come on. We're all mentally ill then. This is no, a guy who just believes. he's completely deluded. I love when he's talking. He just believes a whole other Jeff, real when, world when exists. Talking with just Jeff, like everyone else. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. When he's talking with Jeff Gluey and he's like, it you know, my awesome. operatives, it my is. operatives. And he's like, your operative, what? And he's like, well, my operatives. The right. less you know about this, the better. And he's just like, oh my. And then and they, they show, they show so that good. part. He's, he is great in this movie. They show that part when he's interviewing, I love having that. the interview oh, with dude, the woman. That was so funny. And she's oh, like, my God. but you're not. Right. <laughs> it's like, but I really <laughs> am. But, but really, but I really am. Not. Yeah. But, but you're not. <laughs> I, I had so much fun with it in a way that I didn't think that the Tanya Harding story could ever deliver, right. you know, and that's because the talent is there. The story is interesting, but the story is is almost exactly the way I remember it. Just being like, you could have I, looked at all the news you know, interviews. For me, and this, the this could be different for you. This could be a whole different movie for yeah. younger people. But for me, there was a lot of that where it did kind of get a little boring when they were just it was, telling me what happened. Right. And I'm I, like, well, I mean, I know was, what happened. It was most exciting when I found new information about them and their lives and doing things. Right. You know, and again, a lot of that is that Sean character. You know, that's right. when it really excelled on stuff. But there, there was a lot of it that was interesting, too. Yeah. Uh, just in the fact that this is so long ago, even though it's, you know, it's not that long ago, yeah. but this is so long ago that you might actually be the best figure skater in the world and be waiting tables right yeah at, at the night same time after right? you practice yeah, right. where you know that's not the world we're in anymore right. <laughs> but it, but it's interesting just to see that somebody actually became like the hated face of American figure skating. Yeah, right. And it's like now no one could imagine that. Like yeah. everyone who, you know, all the gymnasts and the, figure skaters, like they're, yeah, everyone loves them. And, right. You know, now we know why, because they kick out all the right. Tanya Harding's way earlier. I, right? I loved the, some of the earlier things that I loved, I know we're, we'll go over, you know, we're not, we're not, there's not too much more to say, but some of the stuff that I loved earlier on was when she became real human and showed like the vulnerability when she skates over to the judges and, and berates just them goes and says, off what do I got to do? You know, you don't like the way I look. You don't like the way I dress. You're punishing me. It should just be about the skating. Like that rings so true. If there would and have been more of that, it would have been pretty cool. Yeah, and strangely, like when she approaches the judge in the car right, and he's like, right. I'll deny ever saying it, but here's your problem. You right. know, and you can't, you can't fix this problem. Right. Like, I love those moments. It's, it's weird to have like one strange detraction, but it must be very hard. Um, I don't know if you saw it or not. I could see the puppet strings. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The digital effects when they're skating are almost always great until they decide to zoom in close. And then it looks like I just cut and pasted a face on a body. Like, I, it, it looked so weird that it became very distracting. And... Even though, and it's, and it's strange, it's distracting in a way that they did the best they could. I heard Margot Robbie, who's the producer, co-producer of the film, she was talking about like how they all thought, well, when we film it, we'll just get a body double and we'll have someone do triple axles. And they all laughed and they were like, you don't realize nobody can do this. Right. Like right. there's only maybe 10 people on the planet who ever could and they're all old now. They're not going right. to do it. Right. And they were like, holy crap. Like that's a weird gravity to like how great Tanya really was and never got to show it. But she was her own worst enemy, and the yeah. film makes you see it, but also like makes you kind of wink, wink, nudge that she doesn't get it, right? You know. Well, and it is kind of interesting when she has the interactions with her mom, 
when we're not so focused on her mom just standing there twirling her mustache yeah, right. all the time. Right. Yeah. But when she does, you know, her mom, when she's really, really, really young, yeah. her mom goes, look, she can do this. So now do what I tell you. Right. right. And she grows up yeah. and is that exact same person, right? Yep. She goes, but I can do triple axles. So shut mm-hmm. up and give me prizes and... <laughs> you know, whatever. She's just like, yeah, right. but I can do this. So there's nothing else. I don't have yeah. to do anything else. Nothing else matters. Right. Just I do it and right. then I win and you give me things. Yeah. And when that doesn't happen, yeah, she, you know, she just it goes into like a death spiral. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you were right. We, we watched, at least for this week, two films that specifically seem to want to do something. And that was humanize someone that is on the outside of what's normal. You know, Tommy right, right. Wiseau, the, the, the disaster artist really tries to maybe not humanize, but maybe overly empathize with it. And I, Tanya, I think certainly exists, not not in a favoritist way, but just kind of like tell a story that shows all the flaws of a person and still say it might have been different if they'd gotten a fair shake. You know, right, even right, if they right. couldn't get themselves out of their own way to do it. I wound up really, really, really when 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 I, Tanya was done and I watched like the the other like comparison of stuff they show real footage right right i i was like not blown away but i was a little surprised how much i really enjoyed the hell out of it <laughs> yeah cuz i i watched it thinking i like margot robbie and and it's easy to just look at her in a climate that just judges you know looks and stuff and be like she's pretty that's why she's getting work she acted her ass off you yeah, know yeah. in this i believe like she's a good if not great actress i don't know you know nomination wise but I was, I was pretty and, stunned and she, by how much is. I expected. She did, she did really she did good. Great. There yeah. wasn't a weak link in the acting of the whole film. In fact, I thought everybody there was like, even Sebastian Stan, who kind of has such a low-key thing to do unless he's screaming at somebody. <laughs> right. Like he's he's so confused or he's so angry. But still, I found him like really engaging. It was yeah. really fun. Yeah. It was surprisingly fun. And that's why I say like an eight is a ten, really. Like it just didn't do what it needed to do to be a real ten, right? It, and it and it wasn't trying so to, and, and that it was really its problem. Right. It needed to have, in order to really be even better than that, you have to you have to add something else. Yeah, you have, you to, have do, to be yeah. trying to do something. You have to else. risk some one more. And yeah. this is what it was trying to do, and that's yeah, as good it. as it's going to be. Yeah. And there what you a go. Weird, what a weirdly good time, though. That was a weird one. Yeah. It was a, it's a bizarre week. If you now go watch these two psycho (laughs) movies. If you had told me a film about Tanya Harding was going to be like really high on a list. Right. right. I'd be like, something's really high. Yeah. It's you. Like, (laughs) there's no way. But anyway. All right. uh, The animals are getting restless here. So we will uh, take off and uh, starting next week, next week, obviously is Star Wars, but starting next week. Uh, I think like all bets are off for uh, reviewing anything else because by the time we get to next week, right. y- you know, we pretty much can throw out anything we want. So we'll probably right, have yeah, a few right. movies, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, 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 apart from the idea that maybe Star Wars will just demand that we talk about I it for a whole it's hour. The only one, right? I suspect uh, that's the only one. It, it maybe that will be the case, and and maybe it won't. Who, Who knows? knows? But uh, starting next week, it will be like shotgun of movies. All uh, the weird early reviews that are out yeah. for it are really interesting. I haven't read any of them except the headlines, which are people are stunned and the, oh the, yeah yeah you know blah, that's blah, blah. what they say every time. That's all right, yeah. <laughs> all right. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week with Star Wars. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. 
Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.